It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello! Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. It is Monday afternoon. The legal tampering <laughs> period is open as deals are done three minutes after the tampering period opens. They just negotiate real quick, like they don't well, do it before then. I love uh, all the uh I love all the big J's out there doing the whole oh legal tampering, but we all know blah blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah man. You, yeah, we like, get it. Uh, like, yeah, it's like, like we get it. Yeah. It's, it's very obvious day, what so. is happening. Um, but obviously it's a fun time. We are actually going to record a pod at 10 o'clock tomorrow, and then you know, Jason Kelsey came back, and we're like, all right, pod today, pod tomorrow. We'll just yeah. do our thing. Uh, maybe a quicker one today, but we'll get into obviously some other stuff happening. Some guys gone already, obviously one in a big way, but you know, the, the reason we're, we're here right now, I'm, I'm super tired. I got like three hours of sleep last night. I just was telling Elliot, my goal is to be asleep by six 30 tonight. Oof. Um, you're just so, such an Oscar guy, man. Yes. Yes. Guy. It's yeah. true. It's true. Um, but with that in mind, when, when our guy, you know, the, the, one of the all time Eagles, one of the, yeah. the legitimately, you know, as Elliot has made the case potentially on the Mount Rushmore of, of all time Eagles, um, and certainly on his way there, if they could win another with him on the, the way out, um, you know, he certainly would be, but, uh, Kelsey's coming back, dude. It's definitely, uh, we thought it was going to happen, but it's, it's definitely, you know, the best news we could get. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it good a few pods ago where I think we got to the point where we would have been surprised if he retired. Right. So although this is something that we expected and seemed more and more likely as the season went on and especially being down in Indy, the feeling I got about what was going to happen. So I'm not surprised that he's back. But we should take a step back and say what a big deal it is that he is going to be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the guys they lost on defense. We'll have plenty of time to get into that. That aside, the bottom line is this team is going to be as good as their offense is next year. It was the case last year to an extent. It's especially going to be the case this year. And the one thing that can derail a season almost as much as bad quarterback play is bad offensive line play. If they went into next season with Jurgens at center, who we both like as a prospect, but is unproven. Jurgens is a center, Sayamalu gone, right? Dickerson, good player. 
Uh, I think probably not a Pro Bowl player like he made it, but a good player for sure. If they would have gone into next season with uncertainty in front of Jalen, that would have been a massive deal. So to get Kelsey back, to have him back on the roster, I tweeted this. I think it's like signing a big free agent. It's adding the best center in the NFL to your roster. While he was already there, obviously, the reality is he could have been gone. It's a bigger deal than if they re-signed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. It's a bigger deal than, you know, other things they could add. Like, having Kelsey back is a huge deal for this team, and and I don't think it should be looked over just because we thought he was going to be back. Like, fans should be really, really excited about the fact that Jason Kelsey has decided to return for next season. Yeah, I, again, I, I agree. I think he was the most important free agent of the offseason. I think he just matters the most on, on multiple levels, you know. Obviously, from a culture perspective, the the leadership, the, you know, everything he brings from that perspective, especially, you know, coming off, you know, the first time after a, a season of sunshines and rainbows with yeah. you know, never losing games and happiness and everyone loves each other. And then, you know, finally seeing some, you know, tiny, tiny, but cracks in the armor with the Slay stuff and the CJ, GJ, Gannon shot and this and that, all that. You know, I think bringing Kelsey back and obviously BG on that front too, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, um, you know, I think that's that's huge. That's huge. And then obviously as a football player, from from you know controlling the line, setting the line, the calls he makes, the ability to do stuff that no other center can do. And oh yeah, again by the way, he was first team All Pro last year. You know, it's like legitimately yeah. no drop off in play that we've seen. He's if anything, he's gotten better with age. You know, he's aged like a fine wine. So. Um, it's massive. It's massive for this team getting Kelsey back. It means so much on so many levels. And you're right. We shouldn't underrate it. Um, and, and to the point, you know, getting BG back as well. And BG, you know, it really looking like a, a team friendly type of deal here where you took the one year deal up to six million. Who knows what that actually means? But um, I, I think, you know, and we'll get into, like you said, losing defense. And, and to your point, Elliot, you're right. Uh, this this year it's going to come down to the offense. The offense really, your your yeah. theories are going to prove true or not true, especially with, you know, the Niners signing Hargrave. Very funny. Like, you basically I have know. to choose the Eagles over the Niners. Um, but, you know, I think the Kelsey-BG combo, starting free agency off, we knew we were going to lose guys. The TJ Edwards thing hurt. We'll get to it. But, but I think, you know, getting Kelsey and BG back, especially coming off such productive seasons for them, is, um, you know, I don't know how an Eagles fan couldn't be happy uh, to yeah, start so this out. The, the other Kelsey thought I have is that, so Kelsey obviously will be the starting center. And then for Ooh, the guard, is yeah. that, should I hit a breaking new sounder that's, or something that's like that? Yeah. That's on the beat right you need right there. But it does seem like Sayomalu will not be back. There's Oh, so can I take a victory lap for my Jurgens is going to be the guy at guard? And well, we'll see. That's, yeah, that's where okay. I'm going. That's I'm going to hold the victory lap, but the victory lap's on its way. It's on its saying. way. I do. I'm just going to say it now. I do not like the idea of Jurgens being the unquestioned guard. I'm I will battle giving, you. I am fine giving him the job going into the offseason. I'm fine giving him the first chance to win it, all those things. I do not want to go in the next season without a solid veteran at guard that they they sign at one point. Even Driscoll, I'm not like super thrilled about the idea of being the top backup. I really think I think Jurgens has a ton of potential. I think the fact he's playing with Kelsey is going to help. He's going to be between Lane and Kelsey. So his job will be easier for that alone. He'll get taught by them, all those things. Man, like going in with an unproven player as one of your five starting offensive linemen is worrisome. So I you have to do it at points. You have to play these young guys. You draft them for a reason. I would just say that moving forward, assuming Sam Alu leaves, 
a low, uh, uh, it's not like a top, top priority thing, but I think that veteran backup offensive lineman is something this team is going to have to look into. I, I get your point. And look, I will never argue with, with beefing up the lines, the depth right. on the lines. We've seen so many years where that's mattered. I do like Driscoll. I think he's a fine backup there. Where, where I'm at with Jargons is I have the utmost confidence that he's going to be. And I get your point. Like he's never played guard at the NFL yeah. level. He's never played center much at the NFL level. I just think to your point, you know, playing between Kelsey and Lane is not a, a small matter. I mean, that is, no, absolutely. You, know, you could be better set up for success playing between two guys in terms of, of being a young player in that role. We know that, you know, the Eagles obviously saw this as a potential eventuality. They've definitely been training Jurgens at guard. I'm sure he's been working at it. And the most important thing is we have Jeff Stoutland. I, I mean, yep. this kid is super talented, Jurgens. He is more talented than Isaac Small. He's obviously not a better guard than him. And maybe if he stayed at guard, he could be someday, whatever. But in terms of just physical abilities, Jurgens is a more talented athlete and 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 offensive lineman than say Malu. so I, you know i just think i trust stoutland to put him in there and, and if stoutland they wouldn't have gone with this plan if stoutland didn't say he thinks it's a good plan i just i trust the infrastructure here and i trust the yep. talent of jurgen so i get your point and i don't i'm not saying it's not fair to bring it up but i feel confident yeah, I mean, look, if there's any unit on the team where you go, okay, you just trust we'll figure it out, it's the offensive line because of the coaching, because of the priority they place on it, because of the personnel that they've had there. I'm just highlighting that this whole Jurgen's is just going to be the guard thing. There is a question mark with that. Like, it's not... It's not uh, an elite free agent they've signed at guard here. Like, Jurgen's Sure, and, but I think there's going to be a question is a way like better any... Guard. And yeah, I agree. But like any yeah, young yeah. player who plays is going to have a question mark by For them, sure. right? Yep. Like, yeah. like, let's it's put it this way. Position. Let's put this way. Nicobe Dean. We're going to get to that in a sec because, and I am super excited about Nicobe Dean. And for me personally, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in a sec. I, I'm ready. I think he's going to be awesome. I've never wavered on that. But I think there should be less of a question mark on Jurgens playing guard between those guys with Stoutland with his I pedigree with than, sure. there, than there is about Nicobe Dean. And, and I'm excited about Dean. So I get your point, but I think there's always going to be a question mark with a kid who's never really played at the NFL yeah, level. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. I agree with you on that. All right, let's get to the the defensive stuff. We, you know, obviously mentioned BG and, and we'll dive more in depth in everything tomorrow. You know, if something happens tonight, um, we're going to re be recording at 10 o'clock tomorrow. We'll do it live here on YouTube if you're watching. So, so 10 o'clock, if you can watch and obviously the pot will be up right after that. So, um, we'll get into everything, but we wanted to get it up uh, quickly. Um, especially cause like we said, I'm going to bed at six 30 tonight, I was gonna say, uh, asleep, eight. asleep at six 30, going to bed it's before that time. Yeah. It's a key. I want to be asleep by six 30. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but Elliot, let's get to, to the, the couple losses we had and then what it means and we'll get out of here. Um, but, Hargrave, obviously the big name, uh, TJ Edwards. It was the very first move we saw, at least on yeah. Twitter. The first thing that breaks is like, see it, TJ to the bears. The numbers come out. It's like, wow, that's actually like a, seems like a really good deal. Like I would have taken TJ at that price. Obviously, I agree. The Eagles have uh, tiny money to maneuver with. And then Hargrave, the hammer four eighty one twenty one million a year. Your thoughts on both those signings and losses. So yeah, so I mean, the biggest question on the team right now is is defensive tackle. Like they have nobody there. They have Jordan Davis, um, Milton Williams, and uh, Marlon Tuapolotu. Like those are the three they have right now, right? And 
this isn't the time to debate Jordan Davis's future. The reality is they need other players there. Even if you're as high as you can be on Jordan Davis, you don't want to go into next year with that Jordan Davis and Milton Williams as your top two guys. You need somebody else there. So losing Hargrave, I mean, it's a it's a big deal. Like as good as Eagles edge rushers are, and they are very good, the fact the Eagles were able to create consistent pressure from the middle really helped them. If you look at the Niners, when we previewed the Niners game before the NFC Championship game, one of my big things was they only had Bosa. So you didn't have to worry about anybody besides him. Now the Niners are going to have somebody that can collapse the, po- collapse the pocket from the middle. So from the Niners, I think it's a really good pickup. Obviously, the fact the Niners are projected to be one of the teams that will be competing with the Eagles. Now, they don't have a quarterback, so that's a, a big question for them, right? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, just- you pretty much have to be a, an Eagles over Niners guy. I mean, oh, I, def- I might definitely yes. am. They, yes. they, don't, they don't have a quarterback. So they're a big question. But – from their that defense. D line is going to be sick. Yeah, yeah the defensive, the defensive line is going to be better now because because they had to Hargrave. From the Eagles' perspective, I, I mean, we talked about it leading up to to in the free agency. I never completely ruled out them signing him just because it's a position they value and he's a great player. But when you see these numbers, they they just can't pay him that at this point. Or at least if they would, it would be a massive massive deal for them in terms of you know they'd have to make the cap hit really low this year, extend him out. He's thirty years old, so. There's all those components to it. But I think it's it's definitely a loss for sure. I mean, that's not, you know, breaking analysis either. But now it becomes their biggest position of need. I think it's a much, much bigger need than cornerback. I, I really think people are forgetting how big of a deal it's going to be that Fletcher Cox, uh, Javon Hargrave, Sue, and Linval Joseph could all be gone. Those are the top four guys in the Super Bowl. So I probably, if I was Howie Dude, sitting in that I'm- seat, I wouldn't have paid that money probably, but it, it definitely is a loss. Uh, dude, so I totally agree with you on the position of need and especially what they will do. We've seen it. That's why they signed Hargrave for the thir- 339 a few years ago. That's why they drafted Jordan Davis in the first round and took a cornerback in the fourth round a couple years ago. And that's why they waited until the right before the season to sign Steve Nelson the year before and then James Bradbury, which really worked out. And they got lucky that he was right. cut at that time. But like they traded a third and a fifth for slate. They used a first for Jordan Davis. Like they value defensive tackle more than they value the secondary. It is what it is. Yeah. That's the way they go about their business. And you're absolutely right. I think there's a, it's a real hole. I'm, I'm just assuming that Fletcher Cox is going to get more money somewhere else, as we've talked about. We'll see what that shakes out. But that's not you know something you're you're counting on as your rotation there if you if you bring him back. So uh, it's it's absolutely a massive massive need. I think it's the biggest. We talked about it. If I had to bet on just a position at ten, I would bet on D tackle. However, it shakes out. Um, but to your point, um, and, and my thought, honestly, I, I I'm. Absolutely happy not paying Javon Hargrave $21 million a year. At yeah, this I think point. that's overpay for him. That's I, it's just it's him. just too much money. Yeah. And and I yeah, would I love agree. to have Mac. He was the guy I said I wanted the most. I, I know CJ DJ wins all the, the Twitter polls about who Eagles fans want back the most. Mine was Hargrave. Like I wanted him back the most, but I that, congrats, buddy. I'm happy for you. Like that's nuts to me. I it I, he's a good football player, a great football player, but I mean when you look at the team last year, he had 11 sacks. He was really good. And your point, it mattered. But, you know, it didn't at any point feel like I was watching one of the two or three best. I agree with tackles that. In the sport, you know, I so. 100% agree. Like he is very good. His stats are good. But his two people and all the pod listeners that have watched Hargrave for the last three years. I think he's a very good player. I don't think he is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. I just don't. And in free agency, you do overpay for sure. That's it, just, it's what happens. Good. The market but, is what it is. But. but he's a weird He's a weird guy in the way that the stats are really good. He's a good player. 
but he's also just not really somebody that I felt ever was a massive difference maker. Like it helped that the whole middle of the line was able to get pressure and he's a good player, but I, I would not have paid him $21 million. Yeah. Especially 30, you know, and, and obviously 30, I'm sure yeah. The la- yeah. Yeah. 31, 32, 33, that range is that's yeah. I'm right there with you. All right, let's get to TJ Edwards. Cause you know, I think in terms of, you know, we're obviously Hargrave is a bigger loss, but in terms of like, why didn't the Eagles do that? Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more. Wh- what? Three for 19 and a half, 12 mil guaranteed. Like, why didn't they do that, Elliot? They, I mean, look, I'm surprised they didn't do it. I thought that they really liked him. He's, he's a success story for them. UDFA, come what he has, was up on podiums at the Super Bowl, wore the green dot. Like, I am surprised they didn't do it. Now, the one takeaway could be they are just obviously thinking that Nicobe is is ready. Now, I'm not sure Nicobe is gonna step Nicobe! in. Play. I'm not sure Nicobe is gonna step in and play in play. I'm not sure he's gonna step in and play TJ's role. Like I I'll have to to learn more about whether he's more of a, a TJ Edwards role or a Kaiser White role. Kaiser White also a free agent. But I will I will say the same thing, I guess, about Jer- about Nicobe that I did about Jergens. I'm optimistic about Nicobe. I have way more reservations about Nicobe than I do Jergens. Uh, I think if I'm surprised they didn't get Nicobe on the field pretty much at all last year, like not even, I know he got some garbage time snaps, but they didn't find packages to put him in. They didn't like, so I, I, I would be surprised if they went into camp with it being, it is Nicobe's job. I think Nicobe is going to get the first chance at it. I think Jergens will have a longer leash than Nicobe will at that spot. And maybe they'll sign somebody, but I am surprised for that money. They let TJ walk. I, I think they're going to sign somebody else. And, and again, look, Kaiser could be back. Who knows? But I think, I think Nicobe Dean is going to be a starter next year, at least going into camp. That's the plan for, for at least one of your two linebacker spots. I think Nicobe's the plan that that's mm-hmm. why I think they let him walk and I'm with you, uh, you know, and I think what their plan is, is to w- wait the market out a bit and see who a, a Kaiser type guy is someone you can get for, you know, cheap, whether it's five mil or less for one season yeah. and, and not make a real commitment of any kind of guarantee money. Not that it's massive, but in terms of, as you pointed out, how craps cash strapped they are right now. And the, you know, fact that there aren't guys that they can stretch out and create room with, especially with this whole slate trade thing going on and all that. And, you know, you pointed it out on Twitter. I mean, they have 54 million in dead calf, like again, and back at the top of the dead cap pile in the, in the league, yeah. you know? So they don't really have a ton of flexibility and a, a ton of maneuverability. So this is the type of deal where I think, you know, like we said, coming into the off season, Hey, you know what? They're going to lose a lot of guys we like, because that's just the situation. And that's what's happening. In. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what's happening. But I still um, think real, real quick to, to put a bow on all this. Yeah. Yeah. I, for sure. I think today is a net positive for the Eagles. Like you get Jason Kelsey back. That is a I agree. net positive. No doubt. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question. I 100% agree with you. By the yeah. way, Adam Schefter, did you? I'm sure you saw it. Like a lot of Eagles fans fine with the tweet where he's like, he's like the Eagles lose Javon Hargrave and TJ Edwards. Uh, uh, you know, two big players and like won't be the last ones. It's like, yeah, dude, thanks. We know we yeah. understand the economics of football, jerk. Yeah. Thank you. We well, it'll it. be it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Like we haven't recorded since the Slay thing really came out. I think that's yes. an interesting thing that's well, happening. That, explain how. How that makes sense with the dead cap hit on his thing like i, I just dude i don't I, know because... I, i'm so confused i mean look hargrave that got 21 mil a year we're also still paying him 12 mil this year right to play right. somewhere else I mean, well at least so he's taking up that much the, the dead cap, cap yeah, not yeah, yeah. paying him you know what i right. mean yes yeah, yeah yeah but um i mean look the slate thing to me 
Now, I will say this. I think I have a pretty good understanding of the cap, and I talk to people that understand I think cap. you have it better than than anyone in the media market that I hear, I personally. That. You know, outside so, of maybe like Joe Banner or people who've like literally right, done it work for the team. Yeah. The Kelsey contracts, like all these deals that Howie has gotten himself into now are so incredibly complicated that, you know, like Kelsey was on the books, but is not. And now like, so there's a lot of stuff going on with the cap. The Darius Slay thing. If they trade him before June 1st, they, according to over the cap, and I believe this is correct when you look at his contract, accrue $22 million more of dead cap. Hit. Like, like that's not going to happen. And we've talked about this where how he knows what he's doing, dead cap hits for losers, all that stuff. Ultimately, when you get to 70 something million dollars in dead cap, then you really have to start talking about this is becoming an issue on how you're doing it. So I, I personally think they're probably asking Slay to take a pay cut. He's saying no, and that's the problem. My advice to the Eagles would be this. Pay Darius Slay. It is Darius Slay is a number one cornerback in the NFL. I know he did not have a great second half of the year, all, whatever. Darius Slay is somebody you can say to the, you can say, go cover that number one receiver, and you can feel about as good about that as you can besides maybe three or four players in the NFL. So while Bradbury is a good player, I think he would be, he's obviously an elite number two corner, and I think he's a very good player. I am paying Slay. Like I will pay Slay before I'm paying Chauncey. I think getting Slay back is pretty important. Yeah, look, I think it just seems like Slay kind of has him over a barrel here where it doesn't really make sense to get rid of him in any real kind of, you know, if you're, we're talking about a team that, that, you know, and obviously how he says he's learned his lessons from the past, they're not going to like go for it in the same way they might have in the past. They can't really, you know, they can't make that work, but you know, there, there's a team that's in a Super Bowl window with Jason right. Kelsey coming back, Brandon Graham coming back and Jalen Hurts entering is, you know, who knows what kind of prime this kid is going to have and, and all that and, and all the pieces, the whole offense coming back, essentially all that. Um, essentially, you know, outside of small and whatever. So right. it, it's, you know, this is a team that, that is, is ready to win now. So it, it creates a, 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 a situation where with the slate contract, the way it's set up with this dead cap, where he really has them over a barrel. Cause it's like, you need me, the player, and you also need space. Cut yeah, you, and yeah, I'm exactly. one of two people who can give it to you. So, um, and it makes no sense for you to trade me because then you're just financially more shut. What are you going to trade me for a fourth round pick or something? Like, what's the, the other, point of that? So well, here's the I'm other with you. I, I don't even. I I, it, I don't even think it comes down to this first that or whatever. I think it's just like they they don't really have much of a choice. Well, Slate so knows it. I I agree with all that. And one thing people pointed out is the June first thing. If you trade him after June first, and you can't trade him for any draft picks this year, so I don't yeah. think they wait until after June first. Yeah. And they need to uh, all right. Um, so what do you think? And again, we will be back at 10 o'clock tomorrow. We just wanted to get something up because, you know, Jason Kelsey. Yes. Big deal. Back. Um, but, uh, uh, I have to go pick up Zoe. Um, but, um, if you had to guess what the next by the 10 o'clock tomorrow, we're obviously going to talk more about what, you know, what we talked about today, but if you had to predict what's the next domino we're talking about yeah. tomorrow, who, who's gone, who's back. Give me, give me a prediction. So I still think there's Bradbury's still my guy I'm holding on to that I think is going to be back um, or at least has a good chance of being back. My biggest takeaway between now and 10 a.m. is thus. Maybe by the time 10 a.m. happens, they're signing Chauncey, Gardner Johnson. Maybe it happens. I personally don't buy the idea that they're pushing hard to re-sign him, that they're all into getting him. When's the last time Howie Roseman had a 24-year-old player he viewed as a core part of the team that he really wanted that hit free agency? All the time they signed their guys young, right? All the time they signed them early. If Howie wanted Chauncey, it would be really simple. It'd go, you're a key piece of our organization. Here's what you're worth, Here, blah, blah, blah. It would get done. 
I'm not saying they won't sign him. I do not believe that they are all in trying. To me, that sounds like agent propping up his market to make the other teams think they have to pay. I do not believe the Eagles are going to give Chauncey this like massive contract. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. I don't either. Uh, I've, uh, Maybe like too much thought, is happening right now. You don't know? stay up till midnight when you have to wake up at 3.20 in the morning. There's yeah. a thought. Well, I texted yeah. you all my Oscar takes. So Yeah. Yeah. And we'll so be Elliot, up for 40 minutes. Elliot, for those who didn't notice, Elliot uh, hilariously did. I, his, I, of course, put out my best picture rankings after watching painstakingly watching all 10 right. movies, even Triangle of Sadness, which was garbage and I hated. Um, but, you know, I did the work and Elliot just tweeted out the list of the uh rankings by gross you know by box office and it was like wow. hilarious it was very funny say, it was a good bit for yeah. for for auto downloaders real ones it was a good bit you did Thank screw you. up though and i told you this because the harder your take was it should be the ones that is watched by the most people all quiet on the west front netflix so mm. seen by more people than than maybe others in the list but you had it last because it didn't right. have any box office well here's what i would say to all quiet on the west so, yeah Here's what I'd say to all quiet on the Western front. Be a real movie and go to the theaters. Okay. Like this isn't the G League. Go this to the theaters like you. a real yep. movie and see mm -hmm. how you can hold up then. Like the other movies were braided. It's great braided. stuff. It's great yeah. stuff. Great Thanks. stuff. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I have nothing else to say. After Let's wrap that. this bad boy up. We'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, until tomorrow. He's Elliot MJ.